You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Welcome to this episode of Around the King's Table. I'm Brian. And I'm George. George, as pastor, is with a heart for the local church and a conviction that the local church is essential for the good of the Christian soul. We've invited some special guests to talk with us about how Christ works through faithful churches over time. Excellent. To grow sound, sweet, and sturdy Christians. I mentioned special guests. They're probably especially special to me. We did happen to name one of our children after one of them. Mm. My expectation... Again, is that they are going to return the favor with a future child at some point. <laughs> Not holding breath, right? <laughs> Today, all the way from Georgetown, Massachusetts, just north of Boston, we have Max and Coley Mangano. So, thanks for being with us. It's a joy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to get into our main line of questioning here. But before we do that, we're just going to try to set the table, get some background information on you guys. So, if you could just... Tell us a little bit about yourselves, testimony, church history, whatnot. My name is Max. This is my wife, Coley. We are the parents through Daniel, who's mm-hmm. just over one year, mm-hmm. and Lord willing, expecting a second in April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a little bit about us. So we grew up in Georgetown. Uh, we currently live in Georgetown. Uh, we both work in the medical field. Uh, I work in, I'm a neurosurgery PA, Coley is a labor and delivery nurse. Mm. Um, our test, what'd you say? I said, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. She loves it. I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, my testimony is linked with, with my relationship with her. Uh, we started dating when we were both unregenerate. Uh, I grew up going to church. Um, my parents took me to church regularly in Georgetown. Uh, but I really didn't understand the depths of my sin. Didn't quite. It didn't materialize for me that we, um, that a saving faith resulted in obedience and spiritual fruit. So Cole and I were dating. We uh, continued to date through the end of high school, in which one of Coley's uh, dear friends uh, had to go through a, a trial of suffering and and. Um, dealing with the family member's terminal illness. And during that time, my mom shared the gospel with Coley, and the Lord used that to uh, save her. Mm-hmm. And then the tension in our relationship from one being saved, one being unsaved, grew, and that gap widened. Mm-hmm. And we continued on into college. That further, that gap further continued there. And uh, until a brother, Athletes in Action staff member, uh, he loved me enough to actually have a conflict and a confrontation with me about my sin. Yeah. Yeah. And that was actually the most Mm -hmm. loving thing he could ever do Mm -hmm. because he told me that I was not only a sinner, but I was also leading this godly young woman into sin. Yeah. And, uh, he strongly urged me to repent and believe in Christ for, uh, salvation and walk in, in newness of life. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I felt a burden of sin on my back and I also felt that burden just roll off, and I felt the joy of being free right. for the first time mm-hmm. uh, in my life. And, and uh, 
you know, tears of joy, tears of uh, sorrow of sin, but but the tears of joy overwhelming, and, and um, you know the the story continues there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coley. I'm Coley, as Max said. <laughs> um, I, as also as Max said, I was saved. Um, I was brought up in an unbelieving home and was saved when his mom um, shared the gospel with me. Mm. Um, Just a pretty interesting dynamic Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. like a high school relationship, but the Lord graciously um, used that to save me. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to college in Northeastern while Max was in Boston College. Yeah, which is Um, downtown Boston. Which is downtown Boston. Mm -hmm. Very different from where we grew up, kind of. Yeah, grew up pretty rural environment, um, and um, right now, or as far as church history, we went to a church in high school where Max grew up. Um, yeah. There were some really sweet women there who mm-hmm. um, really took me under their wings yeah. and really uh, taught me to love the word. Um, and challenged me in that way, mm-hmm. including Max's mom and a couple other ladies. Yeah. Then in college, kind of jumped around churches um, up until we met Brian at Christ Community Church, um, yeah. which I think we'll get into later. And mm-hmm. currently, I am a thankful member of a faithful church in mm-hmm. Manchester by the Sea in uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, which wasn't that a movie? Wasn't there a Manchester by the Sea that was? Yes, but it's not an accurate depiction of Manchester. (laughs) I've never seen it, but I hear that it's not. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, the church is called Cornerstone Church in Manchester by the Sea. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. It used to be called. Used to be called. I think prior to the pastor, uh, Pastor Ryan, that's there now. Prior to him coming. They changed the name from, I believe it was First Baptist Church of Manchester. Something Baptist Church of Manchester, at yeah. least, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Uh, so, as you kind of alluded to there, uh, so back in 2012, myself and some other folks went and we planted a church uh, in Newton, which is just outside of Boston. That church was called Christ Community Church. And you guys eventually became part and became members of Christ Community Church there in Newton. So uh, prior to that, prior to that, what would you say was your view of church? It's a great question. (laughs) I think church for me was, maybe even Christianity in general, Hmm. was something that I sprinkled into my life on Sunday and maybe throughout the week for like a midweek Bible study or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. The local church just happened to be a place where we gathered on Sunday and I saw Christians and that was kind of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I could, I I felt like I could almost take it or leave it. Mm. I could do, I could try to do this Christian thing on my own, but it was sometimes convenient to go. So we'd go. Now you weren't a Christian though for the majority of your time when you were at home, right? You Correct. became a Christian in college, so nineteen or twenty years old, and mm-hmm. and so okay, yeah. Cole, did you have anything to add to that? Just how you thought about church, local church before Christ Community Church? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, growing up, church was like a building um, to me. Hmm. Um, then before Christ Community, it was like a great place for me to meet other Christians that I could become friends with, but I didn't feel like I had any sort of, um, 
I think meaningful is the wrong word, but I didn't have any sort of necessary attachment to them like throughout the week or in Mm. each other's lives. Um, It was just, we all were there because we were Christians and Christians go to church. We got to hear the word of God, which was great. Mm. Um, But the sense of meaningful membership or like caring for one another, bearing another one another's burdens Mm -hmm. and things like that was definitely not in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when we first met, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, you were both in college. Is that right? Mm. Yes. So we hadn't been at the church planting thing for too long. Again, I think that was 2012 and that was probably 2014, 13 or 14. I think October 2013 was the first uh, time I visited okay. in your house. Yeah. So you visited for a service in our house. Okay. So I'm going to ask, do you remember what that was like? Because you have you both you have different experiences of your first encounters first with encounter. Christ Community Church. Yeah. yeah. So Coley wasn't with me the first time. That's we right. So I was a single college guy. Right. And I got invited to a home church, which was also <laughs> already a barrier there. Yeah. Right. And then I show up and, in the Boston area. In the Boston area. Yeah. You run the risk of being thought a cult. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I show up to a home church. Yeah. Of which there are three pastors and their wives, and they each, I think, had at least two or three children or at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I walked in, and there's, you know, probably 12 kids bouncing off the walls. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really funny because all of you guys were trying to introduce your children to me, giving me all of their names as if I would remember a single name when there's Here's 14 the kids running around. <laughs> yeah. Write them all down. Yeah. Go and memorize them. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was a um, just a mm-hmm. yeah just an unexpected first encounter of Christ Community Church. But I do remember that sermon. It was during Missions Week, if I recall. I think it was the first Missions Week that we ever tried to do. And this mm-hmm. was in I think first or second Peter, mm-hmm. and first. it was first Peter and first it was Peter a, two, first Peter two. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was about um, missions that you have uh, right across the street in your own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so evangelism, gospel, how's that related to uh, the mission field in your local area? Right. But now, like, after service, when you went home or went back to your dorm room, talked to Coley or whatever, you were like... We can't go here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. They're meeting in a they're meeting in a house. They got eight million children. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know right. this this does not feel like a church. <laughs> um, and, and you know yeah. how we ended up there was that one of the pastors at the time, Joe Cooney, yeah, uh, happened to work at Boston College, and yeah. I was an undergrad there. Mm-hmm. And so he kept pursuing me uh, for lunch. Yeah. And so it ended up being that. You know, I had some free time. He was on the campus during his lunch break and my lunch break. We would meet up for lunch somewhere on the campus. And we did that almost regularly, if not every week, at least once every two weeks mm-hmm. for the rest of that fall semester and the spring semester. Right. And it got to a point where my discipleship became more funneled through this local pastor on BC's campus mm. than it had the church that I sometimes attended maybe most of the time attended yeah i uh, met up with the pastor a few times on campus but but joe and i developed a really close relationship you both played hockey both played hockey. that was really it that was a huge bonding yeah. at the beginning <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then i think at the end of the year his question was you know max um we've been having a, a discipleship relationship for this whole time um who would you say is a primarily primary 
spiritual, spiritual influence on yeah. your life. Mm-hmm. And it really made me pause and, and think about that question. And if I had to answer it honestly, it, it was Joe. It was Joe. And so on. Um, and Coley. Yeah, and Coley, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I yeah. think at that point, you guys had then been visiting or you had been meeting in a building. And then Coley and I. At some point visited. between the time that you came the, for the first time and the first time Coley came, we had moved into a building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I want you to talk to us about that. How was your experience of the church the first time you you came? Mm-hmm. Was it different than Max's? Yes. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> very different. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. recall. Like, I recall talking to you guys about his first time. I think maybe we were like... It was a semester that we weren't together, so I mm-hmm. didn't really know much about his first impression at the time. But hmm. um, I'm not really sure when it was. If I had a notebook, I could probably find it. But I do remember a few things. In college, uh, through crew, um, mm-hmm. through the church that I was attending, um, and through women challenging me, I started to grow a real love and desire for the word and the word of alone. Um, I think there are probably, um, I think that defines you (laughs) in a lot of ways. I was going to say, there are probably many instances in college that I was like too firm with a lot of people and Mm -hmm. not very gracious because I am so convicted in that way. (laughs) Um, run the risk. (laughs) Um, and so that is like the definition of what Christ community church was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think my first, reaction was these people love the word of God and Hmm. I want that. Um, and you, it was a small church, so Mm -hmm. there was that, but there was also your hearts for Christians to grow and for the lost to find Christ. And so you walked into Christ community church and you got attacked. Yes, <laughs> yes, <Right. laughs> by children and their yeah. parents and the Word yeah. of God. And so <laughs> it was just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I sat through the sermon. Lovingly attacked. Yes, mm-hmm. lovingly attacked. I Here sat through the sermon and was just awed at probably your or Eric's love for the Word of God. Mm. And... That stuck out to me, and I wanted that. Um, and then the community aspect of the way that you all didn't just hear the word and then turn around and say, how was your week? Where was this? What was that? Like, what did you do? Um, but truly wanted to know people's hearts mm. and care for one another and check in with me during the week. I mean, Max and I were so spoiled. Like, when we became members, we were the first two members that were not the three pastors and their wives. And Is that so, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so we, and we were huh. engaged and newly married in that time. So we were over someone's, one of your houses at least once a week, if not like each yeah, of your houses, right. like in <laughs> within the span of a week. And so... Yeah. Um, you guys just loved us so well and washed us with the word and we got to see and sit in your homes and mm-hmm. see what it was to be a Christian and work to be a mm-hmm. Christian and have a family to be a Christian and be a pastor. Um, mm-hmm. 
and to have your life kind of changed by the word of God. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I maybe was like, nah, I don't know how I feel about this. I think I had not yet come to my love of hymns and hearing the voices of congregational singing. And so I probably was not a fan of just poor Eric standing up there by himself with his guitar. But, um, we love you, Eric. Yes. And we grew to love that. And we grew to love grew that. To now love that. very much prefer that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. So basically Max ended up a member because you convinced him, right, to become a member. Is that right? You talked him into it? I have no idea. <laughs> so, so I remember a phone call. escapes. Yeah. I remember, I remember a phone call. It was a kind of a, it was a very transitional pivotal point in our lives because yeah. we, we started visiting together our junior year mm-hmm. summer. So right before senior year, we had both had the plans to get engaged that summer and get married right after we graduated the following summer. Mm -hmm. And we were at the point of thinking about where would we live, what career paths would we have. Um, And so originally we were thinking we'd go to San Diego. There was a research opportunity there. I had a job offer. Coley was going to go to nursing school while I applied to medical school and things like that. But I remember a phone call in which you and I discussed, well, we're in Boston for one more year. We have this year of engagement leading up to marriage. We probably could benefit, although it's it's weird that they have a million children and that there's three pastors and their wives and no one our age. I think this would benefit us. Yeah. I think it would greatly benefit us as a young couple pursuing marriage to be so well loved by three pastors and their wives and see the word of God applied to the Christian in the context of local church okay. in their homes day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And that certainly was was what ended up taking effect. Wise mm-hmm. man, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was going to ask why you became members of the church. Have you have you ever? I mean, <clears throat> thought back again. If you grew up having gone to church, um, if you weren't a believer, I mean, how did membership work uh, in the churches that you might have grown up in and was there something distinct about the membership process at Christ Community Church at the time? And you're just like, well, this is different, but it's worth it. And you just said, was there anything mm-hmm. like, any thoughts on I, on that at all? I think the Lord just like acutely used things in that time. I mean, there's so much mm-hmm. in that time that you're like, we wouldn't have ever found the church had Max not sat next to Joe in a football stadium, yeah. which is just wild to think yeah. about. Providence. Um, yes, the providence mm-hmm. of the Lord. And I don't know what you thought, Max, about church membership, but I just happened to have been attending a church um, that faithfully preached the word but was bigger, and he every single week talked about, if you're not a member here, you really should be a member here, and Hmm. I don't remember the this is why part, but I did glean from that church that I ought to come to my next church and say, I don't care if I'm here for a year, but I should be a member For me, I think that was the -hmm. reason why I talked about it, what I thought membership was or the process. I don't think I knew my right from my left in that sense, but that was formative for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys did that again while you were in college. You were were students. So your brains weren't formed fully yet, and yet you still (laughs) made a decision to commit to be devoted to a local church. Just for that. And and again, when we joined the church... Yeah. We, we'd intended on leaving in a year. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But we still felt that it was, it would be beneficial, but that really is the Lord's sovereign mm-hmm. hand over us because we really did not know yeah. what the Bible said about most of church structure, practice, membership, discipline. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Until we, we became members Mm. heard your membership process, which taught about membership and then the other stuff in, in sitting under mm. and sitting in a healthy church. We learned about the importance of the church and the Bible's focus on, mm. on the church and meaningful membership in that way. Mm. Yeah. So you were members of the church for f- four years. Yep. Is that right? Four years. Till August of 2018. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, how would you say, I mean, kind of going into this now, but how would you say that experience of membership in, in that church changed you? How did it grow you? Um, we've mentioned a little bit about <clears throat> you could have gone to San Diego to do this and how I ruined your life. <laughs> and you did not go to sunny San Diego. You stayed in Boston. And uh, so new trajectory for your life, yeah. right? Like how did, how did membership in the local church um, impact you guys in that way? Yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely did just that. Um, I think that, like I said before, prior to that point, you know, I, I become saved. And so joining the church maybe happened uh, to the next summer. So it was really only a year of being a Christian before I stumbled upon the Christ Community Church. Um, and so at that point, the importance of going to church had definitely become greater, obviously, as it became saved. But it was still something like, well, this is something that we do on Sunday, and that's kind of it. The rest of the week is more about individual Christianity between me and the Lord. Um, but what started at Christ Community Church was was a process of understanding the importance of God's Word uh, preached week in, week out, seeing it in your lives in a meaningful way day in and day out and then seeing it also in how it affected your relationships with your wives with your children your priorities of Mm. how you spent your resources of money time energy and over the course of that time realize that these families these these husbands and wives and and their children their life is built around the local church yeah. This is not something that's added into their busy lives as like a sprinkling on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The main thing in their life is is the local church. Hmm. And at the time, you guys had various vocations. Um, you guys were all doing bivocational ministry. So you had those jobs and you worked hard at them and you uh, aspired to do them well for the glory of the Lord. And yet those were serving the greater purpose of being active members mm-hmm. in the local church where you're creating a community of believers growing their love for the Lord, growing in holiness, becoming more tender to sin, Mm -hmm. exercising a really, really careful spiritual uh, watch care over each other. Mm -hmm. I think that was, I mean, that's probably something that you really felt, Coley, was how well the the women cared for your soul. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to speak to any... Anything else? Yeah, I mean, to say that membership in Christ Community Church changed the trajectory of our life is, like, not even slightly an understatement. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we, um, 
a passage that I found was like in Second Peter. Um, it seems like the ultimate Second Peter one verses three to seven. It seems like the ultimate application of faith. It's like kind of this list of like mm-hmm. things that build up to brotherly love and affection yeah. um, to the brothers. Mm-hmm. And to say you were a member of Christ Community Church and didn't feel that um, was just you couldn't be true. Like mm-hmm. you guys loved each other so well. And that's what the Lord commands. It's not even, it's tempting to say that was the the perfect church in the perfect situation because X, <laughs> Y, and Z clearly it wasn't because, right. um, yeah. for, I don't know, because we're sinners. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just a picture right. of what the Lord intends in a healthy church. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. I learned that the Lord intends for Christians to live, um, in brother and sisterly love in that way. That's almost closer than a biological family. The yeah. watch care that you have for one another. We met each other's emotional and physical needs. We, um, rejoice with each other's joys and, um, we're yeah. sorrowful with each other's sorrows. And yeah. it just became so second nature because of the love that was created and our love for mutual love for Christ and love for one another. Mm-hmm. You didn't say like, Oh, guess what? I went and dropped a meal at this person or I watched their kids so they could do this. Like it was just like you would respond to your sister. Like you don't mm-hmm. even ask, you don't even have to ask me, but just like make me aware that you're dropping your kids at my house sort of a, yeah, a situation. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. and hmm. yeah, I mean, we would have, been in Southern California probably would have found another church to be a member of, but, sure. um, you guys influenced us enough. And even that short amount of time, that first like year or so of membership that we knew that our relationships with you all were so helpful and so important. And that marriage was going to be a new difficult step that we turned from that dream and kind of clung to the idea that, in my first year of marriage, I really want the people who are shepherding me through it to be people who know and love me. And if we move, people will grow to do that. But I, we already have these relationships and they know us and they know the things that we'll struggle with. And I really want to yeah. walk through it with them. I think one of the, That's awesome. <clears throat> it was praise the Lord. It really was his, his work there. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, at the, at that time, there's kind of the two trajectories, the two options that we were really wrestling with. And the, and the Lord used this church to help us make, a, a, I think, a godly, faithful decision. Mm-hmm. We were on the path of sort of moving towards San Diego, pursuing our medical dreams and, and um, just trying to establish ourselves as a married couple in the secular world and, and get the, the secular training needed to meet those goals. Right. With a secondary concern for... Yeah, and then we find a church that kind of fits our our needs. It's already there mm-hmm. primarily because of our jobs and things of that nature. Right. That sort of switching point um, occurred in that first year being members at Christ Community and, and deeply continued in the in the following three years that maybe Scripture actually calls us to find a godly, biblical, local church that everything else revolves around. Yeah. And so 
what that meant for us. That changes everything. That changes everything. That changes everything. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think the Lord then kind of stirred up our hearts to build the rest of our life around a faithful local church that loved the word of God, that lived it out, that, that really strived for gracious obedience. Mm. Um, Mm. and that ended up with us staying at Christ community church. Mm -hmm. And then like, from then on, one of the first pieces of advice that we give, especially to like young couples or young professionals is mm-hmm. before you make a decision to do anything, get married and move, get a job, apply to a school, make sure that there's a local church mm-hmm. that you align with that will be with you there. And mm-hmm. so it applies now where we are living in a really expensive area of the North shore of Massachusetts. Right. Um, because there is a healthy local body yeah. there oh. and there are many easier yeah, places for us to live, but that is just, yeah. that's how we learned to align our lives in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That and if sense. I can, yeah. So I'll ask you cause you're just sitting there. I, I mean, I didn't know listening. if you had any questions that you wanted to to throw in at this point. Mm, not particularly. Okay, if there's going to be too much dead air, then I'll just continue. Yeah, you should continue. Okay, great. <laughs> <clears throat> You're now members at Cornerstone Church uh, in Manchester by the Sea, uh, Max. You're now at 29, right? You'll be 30 in. Be, well, we'll be 30 in May. Yep. 30 in May, right? You're going through the process of becoming an elder in the church. Uh, can you and Coley uh, just talk us through that and how meaningful membership in a local church prepared you for something like that? The noble mm-hmm. task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a weighty task and um, just just honored uh, that the, the church, the sheep that we are part of at, at Man- in Manchester um, mm-hmm. just kind of nominated us for and we're going through that process. It's not done yet. Um, so you know, may not work out, but we still love the people there and we wouldn't really change anything that we do. We love them, disciple them, having them in our home. Mm. Um, but I think so much of spiritual maturity um, comes from all the one another's in scripture. Mm. And without a local group of pastors that you are committed to, or sorry, local group of, of Christians that you're committed to, mm. you can take or leave all the one another's in scripture and make them like abstract. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you actually belong to a church and when you become a member, you sign up to be responsible for their spiritual good or the, the state of their souls. Yeah. There becomes a great impetus for your lives to match that uh, commandment and obedient um, commandment that we see in scripture mm-hmm. to love one another, to pray for one another, mm-hmm. to exhort one another, to rebuke graciously as necessary, mm-hmm. right? To be firm with the truth, but also loving mm-hmm. all of these sorts of skills and characteristics and, and godly qualities. So much of it develops in the, in the personal disciple yeah. and relationships of a local church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, super briefly for me, I feel like one of the qualifications of an elder is hospitality. And I think that particularly Mm. applies to their wives, especially in my case as a mostly at home wife. The hospitality is kind of 
I set up the physical means of hospitality and Max and I both bring people into the home and mm-hmm. disciple them. So as Rosaria Butterfield would put it, the radically ordinary hospitality right. uh, that is warranted in the Christian life is, as I said before, is what I witness day in and day out um, mm-hmm. through church membership, um, particularly mm-hmm at Christ Community Church was where it was kind of formed and then just has continued to develop since then. Mm-hmm. So I think membership has really taught me how to how to do that and yeah. to prepare my home for the possibility of my husband to be an elder. Mm-hmm. And I think too, you know, a, a large majority, well, the majority of the qualifications of an elder are character qualities. There is yeah. a distinction about being apt to teach, but mm. so much of it is just being a a qualified, uh, having godly character, mm-hmm. um, sort of Christian, exemplary Christian, exemplary Christian. Absolutely. And when you are committed to a church as a member, you have all of these resources that God is using as tools to iron you out, to sharpen you, yeah. to help chisel away some of the sin that you're resistant to let go of. Um, to encourage you in the good things that you're doing, uh, to, to grow and develop those, those character, mm-hmm. those uh, qualities. Um, and if you were doing it on your own, I think that growth would be stunted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're, when you're growing up as, as a child, they tell you to drink milk, right? Mm-hmm. And then you eat uh, steak and protein and then you grow the big muscles and the healthy bones <laughs> and then you grow up to a full mature adult yeah. with all of its parts and things working appropriately. When you're like a Christian in isolation, you're losing out on a lot of the nutrients and regular means of grace that the Lord would have uh, to make you mature. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think you're, you kind of handicap yourself mm-hmm. in that regard. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. One of the things that uh, George and I and others have talked about before, um, an argument that I would make is... You know, I mean, you can create uh, these pastoral internships or, uh, you know, apprenticeships or residencies or or whatever. But really just if you just commit yourself to being a member in a healthy local church for the long haul, like over time, whether whether you or not you ever become an officer in the church, you're going to know so much. I think like guys even coming out of seminary. I feel like folks who have just been faithful members of healthy local churches over an extended period of time, right, really given themselves to it, are pretty much at the same level as guys who are hopping out of seminary. You know, maybe not in terms of like the systematic theology or something like that, but maybe, but at least in the sense of what is a pastor? You know, what is a deacon? What is a church? What is mission? All these kinds of things. What is what is a gospel community supposed to look like, be about? Yeah, there's a operate? practical applied theology going on even yeah. if there's not the the full right. detail knowledge you know maybe not the articulation but the the, right. the experience is there right and even if there's not there is structure mm-hmm. underneath it but even if you're not aware of the structure it's just kind of happening to you yeah. and then you you look up a decade later and you're in a totally different place than you ever thought you could be mm-hmm. yeah so okay so you're giving a push for meaningfully sticking it out in local churches, what do you say? What's your advertisement for for doing that? I, it is the will of the Lord as made <laughs> evident in yeah. His Word, mm. um, and it's to His glory. If mm. 
even just focusing on the New Testament, you have the Gospels, which tell you about Jesus leading a sinless life and giving his life for his bride, the church. Hmm. Then you have Acts kind of forming. What is the church? What does it do? Who is it made up of? And then Hmm. you have the epistles, which often I feel like even before my meaningful membership, I was just like, oh, these are great. Hmm. Um, These are great. They teach me such great lessons on how I should live as a Christian. (laughs) But you go to the first like paragraph or first sentence of all of them. And they're written to churches, churches. like they're exhortations to churches. Right. So it's the ordinary means of grace by which the Lord intends mm-hmm. for you yeah. to grow um, and to live and to persevere. Um, mm. So usually I just go <laughs> straight. I just that. do that. Yeah. We just got it. <laughs> I deal with church issues. And so, yeah, it's going to be hard not to. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? To I don't that? think I have anything to add to that. That was awesome. Oh. Okay. Was <laughs> there you go. See? All right. Do you have anything to add? I feel a language analogy, like a language learning thing. No, just, no, just only because, like, off. well, I don't, I don't know that that's fair, but <laughs> no, I mean, if you've ever, like, studied on your own a language, there's only so far you can go and you can kind of, okay, I've memorized the vocabulary, but there's just a whole cadence yeah. and structure and mm. culture to the language that... Mm. You're going to get, like, even a class instruction, you can get all the details and still just not be able to communicate. Mm. And you do that communication when you actually are interacting with people who naturally speak the language. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same for the mm-hmm. church. There's mm-hmm. the, there's a engaging one another-ness that, that it, it beats the, the one-on-one time, the, the time by yourself, and it certainly beats the academic instruction. Mm. Yeah. Big See, difference. See? Yeah. it's not completely no, irrelevant. <laughs> Big difference between reading about all of one another's and then actually doing them in Absolutely. the context of a local church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, we love you. Thankful for you. I think we're done. I think so. Can we yeah, that was a good, great conversation. Okay. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Thanks for having us.